This week on Intrigued Full Effect. That has just got to be absolutely just saddening because when they find out that she was murdered, that will break their hearts. I'm Shandrea Thomas, and welcome to episode 26. In this podcast, I talk about curious cases, disappearances, and other stuff. And today I'm talking about the curious case, disappearance, and murder of an unnamed victim and a woman of color known as Mojave County Jane Doe. This case is filled with a lot of mystery as the search for her identity and her killer moves forward. I spoke to a missing persons advocate. It's a woman named Noelle V. She started a Facebook page for Mojave County Jane Doe, and I talked to her about why she does her work to help families find their missing loved ones. I also spoke to investigators about the case and found out more about other victims who are ruled out through DNA testing. This is what happened. On September 28th of 2016, the mummified body of a young female was found in the desert along Highway 93 in White Hills, Arizona. White Hills is a small town of less than 3,000 people. US 93 is a busy highway in northwest Arizona that connects drivers to Las Vegas. According to investigators, she was found about two weeks after her death on the side of the road by a couple hiking nearby. She's thought to be between 13 and 17 years old, and these are artist renderings of what she may have looked like as a teen and as an adult. Noelle V says when she found out about the case, she had to do something to get the word out. I felt really bad for her, and I wanted to find her family. Uh, she was found alone naked and it just really touched my heart and I wanted to help find her family and so I started this page because I have run several missing persons pages and somebody brought this case up to me and I wanted to find her family for one and I wanted to bring closure for her for her sake. I run four other pages and those are just all over missing people, not necessarily Jane Doe's, just missing people in general. Okay, is there someone missing in your, and that was missing in your life? You just decided to make that like a cause for yourself? I was adopted at a young age, and um, in my birth family, my birth mother's mother was actually murdered and went missing for three weeks, 30 years ago. And to this day, we've been unable to find her killer. And as though we still search for her killer and hope that one day we will find justice for her, we still have to share her story so that the killer can be found. With the page, you've, you've started to get like support from people and it started to catch on with people kind of liking the page and following the page. What have you gained or what have you learned uh, about the case that's, that's really interesting that makes it you know stand out, you think? For one, she doesn't have a family and she's so young. And... She's a child, and that's what stands out the most. And then there's a bunch of other people that um, asked me if I would start a page. And so I did just because I got so much support. So have you gotten tips to your page or anything? I have gotten several tips, and I have turned them into NamUs. I just do this just right out of volunteer and what my heart feels for this girl. And the interesting part too is that she was found, I believe, along Highway 93. So the, whoever this was, it's like they were traveling from um, Las Vegas or to Las Vegas, but they were on that route going one way or the other. It's a pretty remote area because I've, I've driven to Las Vegas before. So, I mean, there's like, you know, there's so much desolate, of, you know, there's nothing for like long stretches. 
So it's interesting that the hikers found her out there. And then the other strange thing, too, was that when I talked to investigators, they told me that she was found from like a geocache like game app or something that was happening at the time. A clue that they had led them to her body, which is like insane to me. So it's like someone it's like it's almost as if someone knew she was there and they wanted someone to find her. So they put that information out there. That's crazy when you think about it. That is extremely crazy. And it somebody did put her there most likely so she could be found. As far as your response from people, from the public, what are people saying about this case when you do get messages or postings from other people? They mostly send in people that it could be, like Asha Degree. And a lot of times they send in that they want to get involved in the case. They want to help out the best way they can. I definitely do believe that having these Facebook pages helps um, with, with the investigation because people can give you tips and all this kind of stuff. Sometimes people want to be anonymous. Sometimes people have secondhand information or whatever, but it could be something that could lead to something else. I mean, how do you feel about, you know, the, the impact of having like a Facebook page or having a social media presence to help get the word out about these cases? So I think that is one of the main sources that we can help identify this young lady people all over the world share her case and i think that by sharing a missing person or an unidentified person's case really helps in trying to find who they are or where they are the other pages i run are mostly missing people and i have found a lot of missing people through social media just by people sharing and saying oh i've seen that girl or i've seen that boy and I know where they're heading or I know where they are. And I think it's a great resource. The best resource there is. Wow. So you've actually been able to locate missing people like and they've been they've been found alive and stuff like that. I have. I have. So how many people have you found and like what was the situation? I right. found um, a young girl who went missing for over a year and she had a baby in the time she was missing. And um through me making a poster of her missing and people sharing it, was able to locate where she was or even put the pressure on her to turn herself in. What I find fascinating is like, since I've been start, since I've been doing this podcast, right? And talking with people all across the country and talking about all these different cases, it's like there's this small community of people like you and I and you know some of the other people that I've come into contact with through my podcast it's like there's a unit of us right and we're all connected in this in this way you know for this unfortunate cause but it's like now you know hopefully we can expand this even further with who we know and you know that kind of thing so I think it's kind of I think it's, it's awesome that people actually one that people care I mean these are people that you have no clue of who they are you know what I mean and you actually have a heart for them to, to get the information out about them. So, I mean, what do you think about how the, the social media or the community of people online, how they come together to try to help solve cases? What do you think about that? I think it's amazing. I think that with everything going on in this country and that there are still people that will come together to find someone that is missing or unidentified, I think it's just amazing that you can get along just to find somebody that is missing or unidentified. This is getting back to the Jane Doe, um, they haven't really determined or released a cause of death. I guess at this point, do you? What do you know about that? Do you know anything about that? 
I do not know the cause of death, but I do know that they have determined it was a homicide. Is there anything else that you think people should know about this case or just moving forward and trying to solve not only this case, but others from, you know, all over the country? Well, I encourage everybody to share when you see a missing person or unidentified Jane Doe or John Doe. I encourage you to share his story on your Facebook to get the word out there. As far as the family, I mean, that's just got to be horrible for them. You know, whoever whoever the family may be. That has just got to be absolutely just saddening because when they find out that she was murdered, that will break their hearts. Earlier this year, the Mojave County Sheriff's Department posted pictures on their Facebook page of a funeral held for Mojave County Jane Doe to put her to rest as they continue to search for her name and her killer. I spoke to Sergeant John Goodwin with the Mojave County Sheriff's Department, and he told me that Jane Doe's DNA has been entered into the NamUs system and that her DNA was also compared to DNA in just under 100 other cases. A large Hollister t-shirt was also found near the body. He says the couple who found her were following a geocache treasure hunt that actually led to her location. Another interesting fact is that investigators did pollination testing and discovered that at some point, she was in an area north of San Francisco or possibly Canada. Investigators have confirmed that her nails were clean and manicured and there was pink nail polish on her toes. And she may have had Invisalign or regular braces on her teeth. She has no tattoos or scars and she had curly and thick black hair that was about five inches long. Some of the names ruled out through DNA comparisons to Mojave County Jane Doe include... Victoria Williams, missing from Newark, New Jersey. Destiny Taylor, missing from Maricopa County, Arizona. Shariah Grant, missing from Kilgore, Texas. Brittany Robinson, missing from Mobile, Alabama. Aaliyah Bell, missing from Rock Hill, South Carolina. Jasmine Moody, missing from Detroit, Michigan. And Lashea Stein, missing from Aurora, Colorado. When it comes to my final thoughts about this case, my first question is, why would someone murder Mojave County Jane Doe? Where did she come from? And who put the details in the geocache treasure hunt that led to her body? Who is her family? And are they still alive and looking for her? Or is she an orphan or in the system somehow as a runaway? Based on pollination testing, we know that at some point she was north of San Francisco. And with that comes the question of exactly how long has she been missing? Was she murdered near her home? And why was her body transported and dumped along Highway 93 between Mojave County, Arizona and Las Vegas, of all places with a geocache treasure hunt nearby? And that's a lot to think about. Another interesting part about this episode is what drove Noelle V to start her missing persons pages. She had someone in her life go missing, and I'm hoping that we continue to come together as an online community and share the stories of the missing and murdered to help their families find justice. Again, Mojave County Jane Doe is a black or Hispanic female. Her estimated age is 13 to 17 years old. She's 5 foot 7. Her weight is between 105 and 130 pounds. She was found with a long Hollister t-shirt near her body. She had no tattoos or piercings, but she did have braces at some point in her life. The last known reward on record was for $750 from the Mojave County Silent Witness Program. And that was a few years ago. As of today, investigators are continuing to follow up on leads. 
If you have information in this case, call Sergeant John Goodwin at the Mojave County Sheriff's Department at 928-753-0753 or call toll-free at 1-800-522-4312. If you have a case that you want me to check out, just message me on the Intrigued Full Effect Facebook page or via email at intriguedfulleffect at hotmail.com. Until next time, be safe and stay true. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Intrigued Full Effect, Curious Cases, Disappearances, and Other Stuff podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the host. The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. The host of this podcast assumes no liability or responsibility for any activities in connection with opinions shared in the podcast. The podcast and blog associated with it shall not be used in any legal capacity or as a basis for expert testimony. Any copyright material in the podcast is approved by the owner or as part of the public domain. Music by Pond5.